Wolf and Luke. And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Ron Wolfley. Yeah, baby, bring it on! Luke Lipinski. The great Luke Lipinski. <laughs> Devaluing the word great if you follow with Luke Lipinski. <laughs> Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Final hour of the show, live from the Akjin Community Studios. Kevin Ray in for Wolf today. And as we look at that basketball game last night, you just heard it in Eric Ruby's update. Eddie Johnson's thoughts on the, uh, I don't know what you would even call that, argument, (laughs) disagreement between DeAndre Ayton and Mikel Bridges that kind of spilled over to the bench, and then there seemed to be a disagreement between DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams. Uh, for me, I mean the 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 DA and and Mikel thing is uh, that I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it, like in the moment, I was like, oh, this is different, but that, that never even registered with me as as even remotely being a potential issue. The DA and Monty stuff, they have this sort of like it's they have this relationship in the last what seven months basically that has kind of been a lot more scrutinized. This is Charles Barkley because you know the game last night, Charles Barkley on TNT said uh, he feels like something's off with this team right now. Well, it all started last year in the playoffs when they got into it and, 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 and he benched Aiden and it was an awful game, but something started there. And then when training camp started, they asked DeAndre, have you and Money settled your difference? He says, I haven't talked to Coach. And I'm like, what? You can't let... You can't have that type of stuff on a team because you have to be all in or you're not in. And for me, I can tell, because I've been in the NBA for 40 years, you can tell when something's not working. And they're going to have to figure it out. Because uh, right now, it's not working. They're going to win a lot of games. they got talent. But they, they're not even close to being a championship contender anymore. See, I don't... <sighs> I don't totally agree with everything he's saying there, K-Ray, but obviously, I mean, Charles Barkley has, has a history in the league, and he's been around the game, and, and he knows what he's talking about. Uh, a lot of what he said, though, even if I don't totally agree with it, I can look at it and be like, yeah, but I, he could 100% be right. He absolutely could, except the very last thing of saying basically that they're a long ways away from being a championship contender. I, I, I don't think they're a long ways away. I don't. Who, who do people look at this year and they're like, oh, they're a lock to win it all? I think it's pretty wide open. Well, right. You know, part of our conversation with EJ, look, I I love me some Chuck, but, um, it, it, and I've said this a few times here on the show, it, it is something that is nothing. And look, I understand why Suns fans and NBA people still have PTSD <laughs> in reference to the Suns playoff loss, the game seven meltdown. It was the, the, very the, unusual. The little blow up, um, the fact that DA, you know, made that comment. But nobody references that, like, a week later, Diaz says, oh, yeah, we're good. Yeah. You know, and I think people are like, wait a minute, D.A. and and Mikel love each other. Yeah, they do. But there's lots of people you love you have disagreements with, and you're in the heat of battle. You're, you're, You're in a game that you're losing. You shouldn't be losing. So you're frustrated. And in some ways, it has been a frustrating season because they've lost home games to Houston and Washington. It's all been this month. Two sub-sub-500 teams. So they know. They're frustrated by, how did we let this happen? 
So they're frustrated at the moment. They're frustrated that maybe they didn't get a foul call. And maybe D.A. Is, was frustrated because he, he, he was open in the post. They didn't. Get, it happens in the heat of competition. And then it spills over to Monty because he's like, hey, shut up. I'm trying to drop a play. Yeah, we only got 40 we, seconds here or whatever. Yeah, yeah I got to get you to play so you can get out on the floor and execute. So I, I think it is something that is nothing. And, you know, Chuck has his opinion. Um, I remember watching Chuck more than a few times have disagreements. <laughs> no. <laughs> really? <laughs> like last week? <laughs> so I, I just, I, I think it is much ado about nothing. Um, look, I would rather see that than to see a guy standing outside of the huddle disconnected. Yes. That, uh, that's, that I agree that, with. That is when you go, there's something going on. I would rather see that. You're right. I'd much rather see them working it out, even if it didn't look great last night, as opposed to D.A. just being on the, uh, like alone, like separate from the team. And I would much see, rather see this worked out in December than you know May in the middle of a playoff game, certainly. Yeah, the optics did not tell the whole story. I think where people are getting a little concerned is is what Barkley just rolled out there of the the weird ending last year Monty saying it's internal and just kind of dismissing it DA coming out at it start of you know media day and being like oh Monty doesn't talk to me now you're right there's all these other moments where it's like okay but now they do talk and they are they're on good terms but you can just you can see how it's the it's the old there's not there's no smoke without fire right you could point to that certainly and be like there's a lot of smoke here now some of it is is perhaps being misperceived and and again if you're talking about Mikel and Ayton there's no issue there I feel very confident saying that there's no issue there I think that the reality is with the expectations as high as they are for this team and just the general weirdness at the end of last year and the fact that there have been some like wait a minute do DA and Monty not totally are they not on the same page I think the reality is you're just gonna have to deal with the fact that it's it's gonna be scrutinized everything could be fine for the next three months something could happen in late February and Monty and DA could get into it on the sidelines the way Devin Booker and Monty could get into it and nobody would care but if Monty and and DA get into it people are gonna be like wait a minute now is this chapter five of something we don't see right Um, so I think that's just the reality that they're going to have to deal with. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, I, I knew that coming into the season. Like any any little perceived issue, any little like look back, is like, oh, did you see the way he looked at him? <laughs> and the way I saw him look could be viewed completely different than the way somebody else, because people are looking for a reason. So that's the that to me is the stuff that you have to to filter out. Um, and I and I'd said this. This was part of my conversation on the road with EJ. I said I, I think part of what this team is also experiencing is when you look at all the level of games that they have played now for going on three years. I, I think the the totality and kind of the weight of that is also part of what this team is is trying to navigate. Um. And and why I said their biggest challenge is going to be not necessarily boredom, but it's like, man, we've made these deep runs for for two years now, um, and like so many teams experience who've gotten to the playoffs and and you know not tasted the the, the ultimate success, you do have this desire to like God, I just want it to be April, yeah. I just, I, I just wanted. I thought to they be, were going to have that issue last year. I just wanted to be on the other side of the All Star break. Um, 
And yeah, last year they came out with it. We are we are burning the entire league down mentality. Much like everybody Boston. can pay for what Giannis did. Yeah, yeah. Much like Boston has played this season. Uh, so I think it is a different weight that they are carrying this year. Um, and you know it is a different team because you have a number of new faces as well. And let's not forget they didn't experience any significant injuries last year, like long, long-standing injuries. They've been hit boom, boom. I mean, one week after another and not just one or two games, you know, campaign. We still have no timetable on the return of campaign. And I think that's why that, in addition to the fact that it was, you know, the point God being down, but everybody's like, okay, Josh is out, campaign is out. Uh, it, yeah, it, we didn't even talk about Chris Paul laying on the ground holding his shoulder. And it's like, did he just dislocate that? Did he separate that? What's going on? And then, you know, by the time that they started back up, he was back out there on the floor. Yeah. So fine. Uh, rock and roll Hall of Famers, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are heading to State Farm Stadium May 14th with the Strokes. Tickets are on sale now, but you can win a pair of tickets by heading to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. When we come back, Carson Palmer. Came out and said the 2022 Arizona Cardinals, yeah, they're a hard watch. And um, he's right, but we'll explain why. Next, it's Wolf and Luke. K-Ray in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I tell you, okay, I don't know if, if it's just because Kenny Dillingham is, you know, active on Twitter and, and just the time of year it is. It feels like ASU. All I see on Twitter now is just ASU got somebody. ASU got to commit. ASU did this. ASU well, did that. can I just say, love me some Kenny Dillingham. Uh, I, I know, like, half of his coaches, because I did, like, all their high school football yeah. games, you know. From Charlie, I mean, Charlie Regal's been one of my guys for years. I mean, as soon as Kenny Dillingham got hired, I go, please hire Charlie. Please hire Charlie. And I was pretty sure that it was going to happen. Yeah. And then I saw Regs get hired and the rest of those guys. And then in the span of 72 hours, he, you know, has recruited like 12 local players. They, no, it's it's unbelievable compared to where we were. What he's been on the job three and a half weeks. Like think about where ASU felt like it was four weeks ago. And yeah, to I'd, your point, Luke, um, it's been trending on Twitter all day today. Hashtag yeah. activate the valley, which is what Kenny Dillingham started. Right. I feel like he has like quickly taken over. I mean, dude gets it on so many levels. Like you know, a the game, but then how to recruit, but not just recruit players, but like he understands like. I got to recruit fans. I, I got to bring fans back in yeah. to the stands he's, here. I got to give them a reason. He's got to make up for what other people have done. I mean, there's absolutely going to the games this year. And I went to most of them this year just in the crowd, like not in the press box. And the general apathy of like, hey, this is still fun. We're basically here to just talk about other stuff. And there's a oh, I remember game going seeing, I, I don't know if it was you or Chris Cartman or maybe Kent Summers, one of the games, because I, I was traveling and somebody, you know, had a, a screenshot on Twitter. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, it was I, bad. I took a video of the crowd one of the games, but I cut it off right past the student section. And it's like, wow, this looks like we're in like Alabama, right? <laughs> Had I kept going past the student section, you'd have been like, this looks like we're like in the middle of nowhere in Alabama. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, all right. Over to uh, NFL football, the Cardinals this season. There's probably a joke in there. I'm not going to make it. Uh, Carson Palmer was on with 33rd team, and he talked about his former team, of course, the Cardinals, how it's been difficult to watch them this season. It's tough to watch. I mean, it, it, the, the future is bleak right now when you really look at it and you look at the timeline of things. So Kyler blows his knee out beginning of December. 
you got to throw in nine months, maybe 12, depending on the process and any hiccups and in the process. So he's on a short timetable. Um, They've got a lot of positions to fill. They've been banged up everywhere. DJ Humphreys has been hurt. Um, They've lost guys uh, in the front, on the back end of their defense. So it's just been one of those years. Okay, so bad season, you know, you're going to have them. Now, if you're living through it, as a Cardinals fan and you're seeing firsthand what's going on, yeah, okay, it's it's a bad record, but it's also all the stuff off the field and you know, the bad luck with the injuries and all these things. It's just it's miserable. Well, that's this season. In three weeks you get to put it in the rearview mirror, right? Except not entirely, because there's questions about next season now. Here's more from Carson Palmer. It's not like, well, we'll be fine, Kyler rehab and who'll be ready week one. That's unknown. We we have yeah. no idea what's gonna happen. Coaching situation, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, there's so many different ways that this this is going to shake out But at the end of this year. uh, It's just one of those situations as as now that I'm a fan watching. It's just been, it's really really been tough to watch. He's not wrong. Yeah, and and look, Carson Palmer, um, you know, and and I didn't cover the team, don't know Carson, but I always, even before he came to the Cardinals, he, he was a guy that uh, always struck me as an individual. His comments were measured. You know, he doesn't say things to sensationalize or over-dramatize. You're not going to see him on first take. Is what <laughs> no, that's because I don't watch first take. As soon as I hear that voice in the morning, because I've got a TV in my office and I'm watching Get Up, and, and as soon as I hear that voice, I click. <laughs> I would watch first First take Carson Palmer edition, just because it would be so odd. But, oh, yeah. But anyway, go ahead. The dichotomy of, yeah. The, yeah. Um, but the the word that struck me there, bleak. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really like an uplifting quote heading into the holidays. But, I, you know, I, I would say this, and I, Wolf and I always laugh about this because he's naturally an optimist, and I generally am too. Like, it's just sort of how I'm predisposed. I don't know if it was all those years working for the Coyotes when they weren't making the playoffs or I don't know. But you look at this Cardinals team, and, and before the Kyler Murray injury, I could still do the, and I'm not doing it for on the air, just like internally, like, okay, you can fix this. You know, you're, you build around Kyler next year. Well, the Kyler injury just puts everything into like, okay, who knows? <laughs> like, maybe you really can't fix this. Like you were saying earlier, Maybe Kyler is back for week one. Is he going to be Kyler Murray in 2023? I, yeah, and, and I, will, I will tell you. And look, you, you can talk to countless guys who either cover the game or who have suffered the injury. Uh, and I use the example of Dak, Dak Prescott last season. Dak was never like a runner like Kyler or certainly like a Josh Allen. But his first few years in the league, he ran for a lot of first downs. Yeah. I mean, he was rushing for, you know, three, four hundred yards. Last year, it was noticeable to all of us who covered the game uh, and the team on a regular basis that there were countless times he had a chance to escape the pocket, and he chose not to. And, and understandable, when you come off of a severe leg injury like he had and like Kyler is going to experiencing, your mind says, nope, we're not quite ready to do that yet. And your body, I know, feels better, but you look at any injury. Clay Thompson, that's why I... It was blowing my mind, like, just some of the disparaging comments that people were making about Clay Thompson earlier in the year. Like, you realize he's been on the shelf for two years with two of the worst leg injuries you can have? Mm. It's going to take him time. And the time starts between your ears. Yeah. No, it's these are all great points as much as you hate to hear them. It's, it's the reality because 
Maybe Kyler comes back. Maybe, you know, he's a young player. He heals quickly. Like I said, Joe Burrow, that's the path you're looking at. You're hoping he can do what Joe Burrow did. Uh, But they are very different players. And let's be honest here. Like, you're, you're now trying with this injury, you're trying to get back to being Kyler Murray. Well, being Kyler Murray this year wasn't enough anyway. Like the, the, the hope going into that Patriots game was here's a few games. Hopefully Kyler starts taking steps forward again because the most optimistic Cardinals fan would say this season he plateaued. Most people would, would look and say and he regressed. And then, you know, there were circumstances. All the guys around him were hurt and everything, but whatever. This is year four of his development and he hasn't taken a step forward. So now you're, you're, you're trying to go through all this just to get back to where he was going into the Patriots game. And that wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? So it's like there is a path here where to what Carson Palmer just said right there, it's hard for me to look and say, well, you know what? Week one next year, Kyler will be great and this team will be just fine. I, I think it would, that would be such a, if you, if you threw out all the possible scenarios, that's the outlier. It doesn't mean it can't happen. It doesn't mean the Cardinals can't make the playoffs next season, but they got it. They got to mix a lot of stuff up for that to happen, and they need some luck to actually be on their side too. Well, both luck and look, whether it is Steve Keim or a, a new general manager, and to me, like let's remove Kyler. To me, it will put now so much importance and emphasis on a who you hire for that position. Mm-hmm. If you do end up making a new hire, and then that individual. No pressure, but you need to score an A on this test from the draft pick to free agency selections. And let's not forget, and we touched on this earlier, Colt McCoy may decide, my body can't take this anymore. Yeah, I mean, the concussion at least brings that into question. At the age of 37, yeah. And you brought it up. DeAndre Hopkins might look around the room. Like, if Carson Palmer has this view... What's to say DeAndre Hopkins doesn't say, uh, my window is closing and I don't see yours opening for me anytime soon, so uh, I'm out. They might so look at, at you, as a GM, you might have to be dealing with that. Yeah, and, and, and they may look at DeAndre Hopkins and be like, dude, you're amazing. This is not a knock on you, but if we're going into like a full-blown, like, you can't. It's tough, right? Because if you say going into full-blown rebuild, it's like, well, can you really do that around a quarterback you just paid $230 million to? No, but also you can rebuild in the NFL in a year. A full-blown rebuild doesn't have to be years and years. And so if you're looking around, you might say, DeAndre Hopkins is really good. You're about the only, not the only thing, but you're the main guy we could get a lot in return for. Because wouldn't you like to be the Eagles where you're good and you're still picking top 10 because you have other teams' picks? Yeah, and I know Seattle's kind of flamed out the last four weeks, but look at their draft picks and look at the transition they've made from Russell Wilson. Yeah, you're right. They nailed this past draft, and they're going to be picking like second or third in this upcoming draft even if they make the playoffs. So that's, it feels like it's a million years away, but, you know, it's different, different uh, level of sport. But, you know, what's the perception around ASU now to what it was a month ago? Uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, what does Coyote head coach Andre Turney want to see from his team tonight in Vegas against the Golden Knights? We're going to ask him next. He will join us. It's Wolf and Luke. K-Ray in for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. This is the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. 
Coyotes in Vegas tonight for a, I guess, a late start time, Arizona time, 8 o'clock puck drop. Joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line is their head coach, as he does every week this time, head coach Andre Tourney joining us. Bear, thanks for the time. How's uh, how's Vegas? So far, so good. Looking forward for the game. Uh, this is a tough one tonight. You guys, uh, you just you saw you've seen a couple of good teams here in Mullet Arena lately too. Um, I guess let's let's just start there. Nice to have a road trip that's just one game and it's just up the street relatively. Absolutely, that's uh, that's a really good thing to uh, to have a chance of just to to go out for one game and go come back home for Christmas. That will be uh, that will be good. That will be a good break for the boys. I think they they earn it. They fought really hard in the first half of the season really proud of them so let's uh let's have a chance to have a good christmas with the family and uh, be ready for the second half it feels like every game at mullet arena is tied going into the third period or you know at worst it's a one goal game uh do you feel i know it's early do you feel like your guys are kind of carving out that home identity you want for them yes absolutely i think we take a lot of pride i think Every every team, every coach, every player wants to be a team who's tough to play against in their own building. So I think that's uh, that's what we're trying to do, and uh, the guys do a really good job right now. Coach, this is uh, Kevin Ray sitting in for uh, for Wolf. I, I I do the Suns TV broadcast now. I heard you kind of emphasize how good it will be just a one game road trip. So I've got a, a critically important question. You guys were on the road for was it thirty days, thirty one days? Is that correct? Yeah. No, yeah. for long. I don't know. I do the math. I'm too tired to do it, I guess. So so I, we're, we're getting ready for about a 12-day road trip. How does one pack for a 30-day road trip? You, you bring some money and you do laundry on the road. That's <laughs> I was, uh, I, was no ta- I was talking with your broadcaster Matt McConnell while you guys were in the midst yeah. of it, and uh, I was actually on with uh, with one of his ASU broadcast classes, and, and he lifted up his laptop and showed me. He's like, "Yeah, this is home for like the next thirty <laughs> days." I, yeah. I, 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 t- I tip my cap for just the the mental fortitude that you guys kind of have to wrap your 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 head around in order to do that. How was a coach? You saw that on the schedule. So how much of that did you address with the guys beforehand? Because, you know, you didn't want to make it too huge of a deal in terms of like, you know, making it an excuse. But the the reality was like, you're going to be gone for a long time. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that, that was important for us to address it for the player before. So we, uh, we actually addressed it in the first meeting of the season when we did our our first meeting in the season, uh, we we said we we don't want to lie, we don't want to hide, we don't want to pretend it won't happen or it doesn't happen. That's the way it is, and we need to uh, we need to to man up and face it. There's no other way around. We cannot pretend it won't happen or it did not happen. It will happen, and we need to go through it. Talking to Coyote said Coach uh, Andre Tourney. Coach, one of the guys that maybe doesn't get talked about enough on your team, and you were able to get him at the start of last year, Shane Gostaspare, who I don't have the stat exactly in front of me, but I think it's 30 points in his last 33 games going back to last year, and that's a defenseman. What does he do for you yeah. guys just in terms of being able to play his position but also generate some offense on the power play and even 5-on-5? Five five? Yeah, even 5-on-5, five five, absolutely. I think there's what I like about Ghost is he cares. He cares a lot. Sometimes you have those 
offensive defensemen who, who don't care about uh, anything else in their offense. And that's not Ghost. Ghost wants to be good both sides of the puck. And he, he knows early in his career maybe it's something he had to work on. And uh, now he takes a lot of pride in it. So he's fun to coach. He's a really good guy. He's a guy good to be around every day. So uh, we're, we're happy to have him on our side for sure. Uh, also on the blue line too, Jacob Chikrin was out most of the start of the year, but now he's back and he's producing as well. So you have those two guys to yep. play off each other. That, that's got to do a lot for you offensively. Absolutely, that's uh, you need you need you need that kind of uh, offense coming back coming from your back end. And uh, like I said about about Ghost Chick is the same. I think this year he's competing so hard defensively, he wants to make the difference. With and without the puck, and that changed everything. Okay, for tonight, you guys are in Vegas. You've seen Vegas once already this season, and they're having a really good year. I think a lot of people thought they might drop off. They haven't. What, what has made them so tough this year? Well, they, they they play really well defensively, and they have really good power. If you look uh, through their lineup, you look the type of team they have. They, uh, there's no doubt there, there's a lot of talent in that team. They have speed. Uh, right now they have a, a few injuries, but if you take out those injuries, they are uh, they're an elite team in the league. So uh, we need to we need to, to make sure we're ready to play well without the puck. There's I think they are fourth in the league for uh, for chance of the rush. They're really uh, dangerous team of the rush. So we'll need to be disciplined uh, to make sure we don't let them get on man rush and stuff like that. And at the same 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 time. Uh, they turn the puck over though because they try to make those plays. So we'll need to be ready to capitalize on their on their mistake. Coach, we've also seen this too. Clayton Keller, Nick Schmaltz, both playing really well and producing. Travis Boyd, that line's been together for a while. How much? I, I guess it's it's kind of a two part question. How much of their success is that they have played together for a while, and why do those three in particular play off each other so well? Well, I think the three of them have a, an offensive mindset. But the other thing as well, I think Boydie do a lot of good work for those guys. He he, uh, he play well defensively, sacrifice himself. So uh, there, there's a there's a, a kind of a dirty job has to be done, and Boydie is really good at it. So I think those guys are uh, are taking advantage of that part, and Boydie take certainly advantage as, as well playing with those two really good players with Schmaltzy and Cal, they read off each other and they make a lot of good plays. Coach, we appreciate the time. I know you got the game tonight. Good luck, all right? Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You Thank too. you, Coach. It's kind of what he said, Coach Andre Turney. It's it's great when he you talk about Gossesbury, he calls him Ghost, right? That's his nickname. When he was in Philly, his name his nickname was Ghost Bear. And the matchup they had the other night against Montreal, um, there's a guy in Montreal who's a rookie who's Last name is spelled X-H-E-K-A-J. And his teammates just call him Wi-Fi because it looks like a Wi-Fi password. <laughs> so he had like the two best nicknames in hockey fabulous. on the ice. <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> and they talked to him like early in the season because it's pronounced Jack-Eye. And he's like, yeah. They're like, why Why is everybody calling you Wi-Fi? And he's like, it's just easier. They just looked at my last name and how it's spelled. And they're like, that looks like a Wi-Fi password. Your name is Wi-Fi. You are now, now Wi-Fi. <laughs> that is the world of hockey nicknames right there. That is fabulous. Uh, the 
football season is winding down, but you still have time to get in on Bix Picks. Text Pick to 620-620 to sign up and compete against Dan Bickley for your chance at the grand prize 75-inch TV, courtesy of Corona Extra. Weekly winners are going to receive an NFL jersey of their choice and a $50 gift card to Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers, which sounds really good right about now. Just text Pick to 620-620 to enter. All right, when we come back, final segment of the show, the Suns have a new owner. What does that do specifically for James Jones right now? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke, Kevin Ray, and for Wolf on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You've been listening to the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Final segment of the show here on this Wednesday afternoon. It's Wolf and Luke. Kevin Ray is in for Wolf. Wolf is... I always assume just watching football somewhere (laughs) and waiting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Breaking down formations. That's right. On his 23rd cup of coffee. <laughs> trying to figure out how to weave the fullback back into the game uh, more more prominently in 2022. Oh, I know what I... I, I heard this promo last week. And I, I, I drove out the road. I was laughing so hard. The clip where apparently he had a bad encounter with his treadmill. <laughs> Yeah. yeah he what, did. what is that about? He's he's always asking me like, okay, so what do you do for you know to, to stay in shape? What do you in like I'll I'll give him some stuff and so he talks about the treadmill. I said, yeah. Well yeah, the treadmill's good, but you know, here's some things you can do, low impact man, do this, this and that yeah. and then I hear the story about the treadmill and the <laughs> promo. I'm like, dude, what <laughs> if you're fighting with the treadmill, that's not good. The treadmill is not low impact when Wolf does it. Wolf like ran through the treadmill basically. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a tackling dummy. <laughs> and of course, after it happened, he was like, it felt good. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> We're like, did you lose a tooth? He's like, no, but it kind of felt good. There was contact not intended to be made, but was made. And as a result, my endorphins raced through my body. <laughs> he like it felt best- like I was in a pile. <laughs> The best part of the story is his phone flipped up in the air, and as he, like, hit the ground and I think, like, broke the treadmill, he did catch the phone. Yeah. That's just obviously, you know. The bigger question, was there blood? (laughs) Basically, um, boom, the phone goes up into the air, kicks up into the air. I go down. I grab the phone as it's falling down. Both knees hit the treadmill. (laughs) Imagine now, both knees hit the treadmill. I grab the phone out of the air. But what's going to happen when those knees hit the treadmill, my friends? Oh, boy, it kicked my legs back, and I went face first into the treadmill. (laughs) Just imagine this, too, because you don't hear it in that clip. He runs on that treadmill with his garage door open. Right. So there could just be some person. Some random dog walker walking at 5.30 in the morning, and there's just wolf and a treadmill and a lot of smoke and arms and legs falling. Quickly before we transition, uh, it's stellar programming like that that apparently has gotten a certain somewhat a promotion. Uh, That and, you know, making savvy, uh, you know, part-time replacement hires for fill-ins and stuff like that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Really more about that than 
anything. Are you but, talking about our producer who does not like to talk about herself? Uh, yeah, I, I think okay. it's, she goes by Call Me Maloney. She officially runs the station. Yeah. That's how I'm taking Thank it. Thank you, yeah. guys. And I did hire K-Ray. Major, oh, well, look at that. Major props. Major props. Mid- Kudos to you. Mid-show promotion, too. So <laughs> I have to think that means our show today has been especially good. Right. right. That's got to be it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll point you, you make sure you point out to Wolf that it occurred while he was gone. Yeah. So. <laughs> that is, that, that actually is. It was something. all by design. <laughs> <laughs> and she hasn't taken us off the air yet, so I approve. <laughs> um, all right. Where were we? Oh, we were going to the uh, the Phoenix Suns. I'm going to play this, uh, this clip from Matt Ishbia. This is from Real Sports um, last month month talking about some of the values that playing for Tom Izzo way back in you know 2000 instilled in him. He ingrained in me a different level of work ethic. And so every minute of my day is accounted for um, from, from meetings to calls to every time I have a meeting, there's an agenda. You get two minutes to speak and the clock boom, starts going when you start talking. Be efficient. Like it teaches them, hey, one, don't just talk and blabber. Tell us what's going on in a succinct, intelligent way. Do people like that? You know, I don't know if they like it, but you know what I do know? I know they like winning. <laughs> well, you don't have to like it, but you have to know how to operate within that frame. I mean, and I think that is what probably excites most, if not all people tied to this story is that this is a guy that's clearly had a vision dating back 22 plus a walk-on yeah you know any, anybody who's been a walk-on in any sport knows like uh, by the way you're not good enough don't show up tomorrow why did you show up today because yeah. i because i i want to play none of us believe in you I why are to, you here yeah yeah that's you know, that is 100 percent. that is he's i'm not going to sit here and pretend that i know a lot about matt Ishby, it, nor do i but it, it seems like he is somebody that thinks differently, which tends to be how you get four, five, whatever, however many billions of dollars he has. Um, that and also, like you said, that walk on mentality like that is there's not a lot of walk ons in college basketball that only are playing because like their parents forced them to play basketball or something. You know what I mean? Or like they're just doing it for something to do. Like if you're going to go through that grind, you love the game. Now, whatever that means, however that translates as an owner, nobody knows yet because we had that clip and I don't know which one of these it is, but he, where he it was, it was Tom Izzo saying, um, you know, he, as a booster, he doesn't act like he owns the place. Well, he's going to own the place a little bit. So we don't know how he's going to act, but I do like the fact that this is somebody who cares about basketball first and foremost. Yeah. And I think the message there, and again, these are all like at 30,000 feet from what we've been yeah, able to glean. From, you can't dive but, in yet. But, but what I take away or took away from that is, I will support you, but I will not use that support to try and control you. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. That, that's, yeah, based on, on that clip and just sort of some of the stuff we've heard. And if the guy really loves basketball, and maybe this is a leap, but logically, doesn't that stand to reason that he's going to want to win? 
I mean, I think if you're a fan, isn't that... I mean, if you watch two minutes of that clip, you're like, this is a guy that wants to win. Do you know, did anybody tack on, we don't know the exact final price, it's right around $4 billion. Did anybody tack on like an extra $110 million for Cam Johnson's extension? Is that like, I would have I would have worked that into the deal. Like, by the way, <laughs> right. it's actually you know, one, one. Oh, by the way, here's the addendum. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Cam Johnson clause. Um, what this could potentially do for the team, you know, big picture, we got all the time in the world to talk about that. For right now, though, we got into this a little bit earlier. I have to think James Jones of all people, and he would never show it because he's so stoic. But I have yeah. to think he's like, okay, now I can I can make some moves. I'm, I don't have to try and operate this team with one hand tied behind my back. At least now he has somebody he can, he can that can sign off on a on a contract or a trade. Yeah, and, and look, that's why I scored it earlier in the show when we were great, and I said A plus. A plus came because clarity. There is now clarity. Like the the the, the deal is done. Yes, it still has to be finalized and approved by the, the league board of governors, but there's nothing to suggest that, that that it won't get done. So for me, one word clarity for everybody. Everybody except the forty six percent of the people that voted on ArizonaSports.com. I um do we have we we need to put like and I know this is always dangerous on a website. But we need to put like a comment section on the the poll question some of these times because I I gotta know why forty six percent gave the purchase of, by Matt Ishbia of the Suns a D and thirty two more percent gave it an F. Why this is what you wanted for the longest time? Uh, all right, thanks to, uh, to everybody. Have nice things. I guess not. <laughs> it's tough times right now. Thanks to everybody involved with the uh, the show today. Max Starks for joining us for Maximum Football. Uh, Andre Turney as well. Thanks to Aaron Maloney, Jesse Morrison. Okay, thanks for uh, sitting in for Wolf. We'll do it again tomorrow. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. Uh, I'm Luke Lipinski. we got Burns and Gabo next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.